Good morning and welcome to your morning tradition. Here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are... Living our faith. We welcome you to the weekend. It's Mike here. Mike and Lisa already. Austin here. Praise be, Je- praise be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Now and forever. We uh, get set for the weekend ahead. Uh, coming up, a young man named Joe Sales, who you may remember, uh, we had Joe on with us a long time ago. We did. And I forget why. Conversion stories, I think. That was part of it, I know. But he was gonna. He told us. Well, anyway, he's gonna. He's a frequent, not a frequent guest, but a frequent friend. Yeah. Of Magnificat Radio, and uh, has helped us quite a bit just in his circle of uh, of of influence, telling folks about us. And so uh, he had something that he wanted to share, and we thought, oh, this is great. This works great. Joe has a blog that you're going to be interested in, and part of that is this rosary he wants everyone to know about. He's really taken the mantle up on this and, and is uh, is uh, pushing forward. Mm-hmm. It's a groovy, it's a groovy, uh, it's a, I don't know if groovy is a good word when you talk about a rosary. It's it's a very beautiful, nice rosary. It's, well, and it's strong. That's what I like. It's tough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Joe Sales will be our guest to tell you about how to get that rosary, what it is, what makes it so special. And then seeing as how it's Friday, there's a Fulton Friday coming up. About prayer and meditation, something some of us don't do near enough. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, conversion stories, it's Friday. That means it's Conversion Story Friday. Oh, good. So noon and 7 o'clock, we've got uh, Conversion Story on. And those people who hear the promo for the show, when the lady talks about being a pagan and they do stupid stuff, that's the lady that's going to be on today. Oh, it is? Okay. Talking about all the stuff they were into. You know what else is today? What? Today is also... You're banging around quite a bit over there. What do you get going on? Start the Novena to Christ the King. Oh, today. So today you can start the novena to Christ the King. Oh, nice. Yeah. And maybe you already have. That would be good. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, there's your reminder. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, let's see. Later on, Lisa. Oh, and it's a Fulton Friday today here as part of our show. So after the news with Stephen, uh, we're going to do uh, Fulton Friday. I mentioned on prayer and meditation. Did I already mention that? You did. It sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> Speaking of Stephen Cox, it is a Church and State Friday, brand new Church and State episode today. And I've been told that this is a good one. It's a long one. It's a long one. He's excited. You can catch Church and State when? Oh, at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. today. All right. So that'll be coming up. Later on, we'll end the show, of course, with a cuckoo song. And I have a a cuckoo story. I often say the world is a cesspool out there. Yeah. I, and that's harsh. That's a little harsh. But it is what it is. Um, is this an example of that cesspool? A little bit. A little bit. And you could say, well, yeah, let it, you know what? Eh. Let it you go. You can just let it go, Mike. There's other things to worry about. Yeah. And I'm not worried about it. I just bring it to your attention because it fits perfectly with the cuckoo song and reiterates my point. The world is a cesspool. <laughs> and so that uh, that's all coming up. Okay. That's our show pretty much for today. I just mapped it out for you. And now we, all we have to do is uh, rise to the challenge of implementing that. With God's help, God willing, we'll uh, get to it all. Not the least of which is Mr. Joe Sales. Let's talk about some rosaries coming up in a minute. Right now, Lisa. Yes, sir. I'd like to ask you a question. Yes. 
a question which I think you have the answer to. How can you know where you're going? If you don't know where you've been. That's why this day in history. history. Any day in history. Day that will go down in history. History of this day. This day in history. This day in history. Today happens to be October the 21st in the year of our Lord, 2016, is the 294th day of the year. Twas on this day in 1097, the very first crusade is when the crusaders led by Godfrey of Bouillon. Uh, Beaumont of Toronto and Raymond IV, Count of Toulouse, began the siege of Antioch. Today's the day that started. Wow. On this day in 1209, Otto IV is crowned Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire by Pope Innocent III. In 1520, this was the very day Ferdinand Magellan uh, sailed his ships up to the Strait of Magellan. Now, isn't it odd that he found the Straits that were named after him. It's because he found them that they were named that. I know, I was making a joke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> On this day in 1797, in Boston Harbor, the 44-gun United States Navy frigate, frigate? Frigate. Frigate. USS Constitution is launched. That's a manly word. Frigate. Yeah. I forget. Forget. I forget. It's forget. Get it? I forget. I know. I All right, never mind. Uh, 1824, Joseph Aspidine patented Portland cement. Another manly product. Yes, it is. Mob members in Chicago rejoiced because that's how they get rid of some of their pals. Oh. Give you some cement shoes. You know what I mean? No, that's not nice. No. On this day in 1879, <laughs> Thomas Edison invents the first commercially practiced incandescent light bulb. Boy, could we use Tommy today. Yes. This house, for whatever reason, we blow light bulbs like crazy. All the time. I, I just replaced like five. Uh, eh, 1892, it was on this day in history. i got to come back with some more music here. Hang on. There we go. Uh, 1892, opening ceremonies for the World's Columbian Exposition held in Chicago. Uh, and through, let's see. Though because construction was behind schedule, the exposition did not open until May officially, but they had the opening ceremonies. So. I see. On this day in 1940, the first edition of the Ernest Hemingway novel, For Whom the Bell Tolls, is published. And it was on this day the very first kamikaze attack occurred. It was World War II, 1944, Japanese fighter plane carrying a 200, about a 440-pound bomb, 200 kilogram, attacked the HMAS Australia off Leyte Island, and the, and the sailors went, wait, did that guy just purposely dive in to the ocean? Ooh. Trying to hit the boat? That's weird. Kamikaze pilot. Wow, on this day, October 21st, in 1979, in New York City, the Solomon, Solomon R. Guggenheim Museum. Guggenheim. Guggenheim. This is the Guggenheim Museum. Okay. You went to New York. I didn't. You didn't go to the Guggenheim? I don't know where I went. Oh, you were 18 or something at the time, weren't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. 18-year-old loose in New York, people. <laughs> Designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, opens in public. The I went to an well, museum. It I to just the don't public. know if it I'm was sure the Guggenheim. Op- oh, okay. You said you opened it in public. I'm sure it did. It opens to the public. To the public. To the public. Yes, it did. But I wasn't free and clear to do whatever I wanted to in New York. No, I know. Mind you, we had chaperones. Yes, you should. Guggenheim. Everyone, I would like for you to look at your computer now and say it with me. Guggenheim. 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 Beautiful. 
I said it some other way. We're going to Guttenberg or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, We're going to take a break. We'll get some coffee or something. See if we can't salvage what's left of the show. We have plenty of it to go, you know. Fulton Friday coming up later. Fulton Sheen on uh, prayer and meditation. Joe Sales joins us next. We're going to talk a rosary, a rosary that will not get tangled or messed up. He's going to love it. And this blog, we'll talk Joe Sales next on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our faith. And welcome back to Magnificat Radio here at MagnificatMedia.com. Mike and Lisa Austin with you, where we are. Living our faith. And joining us right now is uh, yeah, kind of an old friend of the show. He was one of the earlier guests, uh, I think, conversion stories that we had on years ago. But uh, before we get right into it, I want to I want to just bring this up. You know, how many times have you had your rosary, especially guys? We have them in our pockets, and they get all twisted up and tangled up. I went through rosary after rosary. I even bought one that was at a secondhand thing, and it was all metal, and it was really sturdy. Then it got bent and messed up. And then you stumble across... These these uh, rosaries that are really sturdy. It's it's like a parachute cord or, or something like that. Joining us right now is Joe Sales. Joe, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? We're doing really good. This is. Uh, I remember we had you on for. Uh, I don't think we've touched base on the conversion story yet. We got to have it on our conversion story show. I know we interviewed you, but we got to play the show back one of these times. Uh, yeah. I, I... That uh, episode, uh, it was about my conversion and about uh, my um, my introduction to the Latin Mass. Yes, sir. Well, let's. Uh, you're in Canada, aren't you, Joe? I am. Yes. Canada, where all things are rugged and sturdy. Let's uh, let's talk about this rosary that you have, and I want to get to your blog too here in just a minute, but. Striving for holiness, faith, and everything in between. I like that. We'll touch base on that. But tell me about this rosary. This is uh, how do you how did you find this thing? This this uh, this rugged rosaries by cord band. Well, um, I've in 2012, uh, shortly after my mom had passed away, um, I, I was on the internet and I was looking for a rosary. That was strong and sturdy, um, because like yourself and many others, I've had rosaries that have fallen apart in my pocket and whatnot. And so I came across uh, rugged rosaries online, and that, that's how I came to know of um, rugged rosaries. All right. I like the picture that you sent us to it. This is your weapon. Boy, indeed. Especially now, you know, we're all supposed to be, uh, we've been called to do the, the new Rosary Crusade, along with the sacrifices, so this must help quite yeah. a bit. This What's this thing made out of? I was just going to ask that. <laughs> well, um, the, the Rosary that I just got, um, it, it's made out of uh, paracord and... Um, uh, I can't think of what the beads are made out of. They're, they're like um, they're really heavy duty uh, metal. Okay. And um, the the rosary is part of the rugged rosaries um, faith over fear uh, heavy metal line. Um, that they have they have other uh, rosaries that they use uh, metal beads for. 
Um, this the one that I have. It just happens to be uh, one of one of their uh, newer uh, models. I got you. I see. And and what makes it? Um, I just lost my question. More rugged, I would think. <laughs> Lisa's Lisa's having a moment, Joe. You have to kind of stay with us sometimes. She yeah. zones out. I th- I blame the tea <laughs> that she's been drinking, but I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's, the, it's a paracord, like what they use for parachutes, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a, a military grade uh, five fifty uh, paracord. Yeah. Now that's tough. I know what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is it heavy? Uh, the rosaries that I have, it, it really is heavy because I I have had um, other rosaries from rugged rosaries, and this rosary itself is very strong compared to others that I've had. Um, I even had this the last rosary that I had gotten the heavy the heavy duty the heavy duty one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had blessed I had it blessed by a priest and the the priest even commented how heavy it was <laughs> and I I know others who who have uh, had similar experiences while having their rosaries blessed. Would it be hard to carry it in your pocket then? Yeah, it can't be in- imperative. No. no, no, it's uh, not. Actually, you know, it's not. A, you can fit you can fit it in your pocket. Um, it comes with a little um, a little bag. To a little pouch to put it in, yeah. and um, if it's in my pocket, perfectly fine. Um, and I've, I, yeah, I've had no problems carrying it. It, um, it's like you can definitely, um, you can definitely compare it to having a bunch of uh, like change in your pocket. Okay, yeah. Okay, you get that. So, yeah. I get that. Yeah, Lisa doesn't carry change in her pocket, obviously. But well, I've got a purse. Well, and you know what I've been carrying all these years is years and years ago. Boy, I don't know when did I get that one from Father Father Asher. Oh, Father long Asher time. came up with he called it the M one Rosary, and uh, it's the same kind of thing. It's either uh, military combat boot straps, I think, is what he made his out of, and uh, the beads were actually just as far as I can tell, they might be play. I'm looking at it now. I think they're they are a light grade metal. And uh, the difference that I'm seeing is the rugged rosary is the entire rosary all around, where Father Asher's is a string of ten, and you just recycle through the ten instead of having the whole entire rosary. So it's smaller as well. Does uh, does uh, cord band, do you know, do they carry one like that, where it's just one string? I, uh, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head, no. Okay. Yeah, we we'll have to look um, at yeah, they they do offer um, a lot of uh, product, a lot of rosaries, and they're starting to branch out with other products as well. That's cool. Okay, and you how have... do you find them, Joe? Sorry, how do you find these rosaries? Uh, go. You can go to www.cordbands.com. Uh, www. com. Okay. Cool. And, and then and if you use your celebrity name, which I'm going to say you're a celebrity now, because if I use your name, Joe Sales, what, don't I get like free shipping or something? Isn't that what it said? Yeah, free shipping in the U.S. I like that. Awesome. If I, I could just say I know Joe Sales. That's cool, man. There that you is. Go. Hey, Joe, um, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you more because we saw the, your listing on your blog about the rosary yeah. and the rosary in general. 
Um, yeah. It, it, your blog is called, it's the holiness in life, faith, and everything in between. Uh, being Catholic and striving for holiness in life, faith, and everything in between. What, what all do you write uh, about? The, uh, ta- that's the tagline of my blog. Um, my blog is just simply called Joe Sales. Oh, I saw the name and I skipped below that and then I'm going to, okay. I looked at your tagline and going, oh, there's this, oh, neat. Yeah, because that's a long, that would be a long title. So you write about everything yeah. Catholic, don't you? Well, no, I, I try to. Um, I, I try to um, try to write from my own experiences and uh, relate it to faith as best as I can. Now, how much of an, uh, for lack of a better term, how much of an open book are you willing to be on this blog? Well, um, I try, I try to be as open as possible. But um, if if I feel like something is really personal and I don't want it getting out there, then I will not write about it. Right. right. But um, if there's something that's happening in the church or the world that I'm passionate about and I want to get my thoughts out there, then I will do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it just on the on the blog that you wrote it says finding strength. So, yeah. um when you wrote this article, was it around the time that your mother passed and you were trying to find strength through the rosary? No, uh this article was actually written uh at the end of September. Okay. I guess. So, and when I when I wrote this article, um it was around a time where like and even now, like I, I'm dealing with some health issues, mm. and it, they're a little bit scary. But um, I, I have a lot of medical appointments that I have to attend to and whatnot. And so, with that in mind, um, I had written about how how in the storms of life we can find strength. And for me. Uh, one way of finding strength is through prayer and the rosary. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And when you're using this rosary that, that we're talking about, um, can you move the beads and they stay in one place? Uh, they, they can actually move. Um, the rosary itself, it, it's pretty uh, tightly knotted, and uh, they're, the beads, are they don't go all over the place, but they, you can move them a little bit as you go from one bead to the next. So if you lose your place, I mean, you won't be able to lose your place because you can move them and then find where you where you left off, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's virtually okay. impossible to lose your place because that was always a big problem with mine. If you get distracted or something or somebody calls you away or whatever, and it is so hard sometimes to find a peaceful time to sit uh, at length to say your rosary. And so... You know, I would forget where I was. I was oh, now I got to go back and start the beads again. Where with this, where they can slide up and down on that cord. I really like that, and you can really keep track of things. It's pretty awesome. We're talking with Joe Sales. Joe has a blog, uh, just Joe Sales. You can find him at joesales.wordpress.com. Good Catholic blog. His journey into Catholicism, struggles and strifes with being a Catholic every day, trying to live that faith. Which we all do. You know what I think is cool about blogs like your blog and blogs like it? Uh, in fact, some of what we do here is I think it's relatable to people. People can look at this blog, at your blog, Joe, and they can say, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get where he's at. No, I've been there. And, and it, it, it gives you a little, I don't know, it gives you a little hope, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Sales. And company. And co- yeah, unless you know you're not alone out there. Right. Fighting the good yep. fight, slothing through this, uh, this, this, you know, the, sometimes the cesspool that is this life. Yeah. And uh, leaning more on that rosary and saying, hey, Joe did it. I can do it. It's awesome. Joe, how much did you pay for that rosary? Well, to be honest with you, um, it, it was actually given to me as a gift. Okay. Um, I, uh, through, like, I, I know the owner of the, um, the company, and I've done past uh, blog reviews for them. And I, I saw that this uh, rosary had just come out not that long ago, and I talked to the owner, and I said I'd be interested in writing a review, but I would like to relate it to some personal experiences that I've been having. And, uh, yeah, so the owner the owner agreed to send me a rosary, and so I'm, I'm very appreciative. And mm-hmm. so whenever someone does something like that for me, I, I try to do something for them in return. So, so yeah, so I had agreed to do a review, and uh, as you guys have read, um, I wrote it about finding strength. Yeah, that is beautiful. Joe Sales, a Catholic blogger. Look him up. You'll like this blog, joesales.wordpress.com. And uh, the uh, the blog that we happen to be we were, we were talking about was the is the rugged rosaries. It's just, it's a whole line of rugged rosaries. It's not just one. They have all different styles. Like I'm looking at right now, um, I guess what do they call those? The finger rosaries. It's almost like a ring that you carry on your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they carry those as well. But they have a. It looks like they have a braided cord coming off of that. What's that cord yeah. for? I yeah, the, the, um cord uh, rugged rosaries actually sent me one with my uh, with my rosary. Awesome. And it, it was unexpected, so I, I'm really grateful for that. And it, you can just, like, put it in your pocket and just pray when you're out and about. And yeah. if you don't feel like carrying your big rosary along with you, then you have to ring rosary. You know what I You know what I like about these, like, the, the tougher rosaries, the run, like I mentioned, the one that I have with the, the boot, military boot cord or the paracords. I mean, come on, people. It's a parachute cord. It's pretty tough. It's meant to have, you know, some yeah. guy hanging from it. Yeah, I think guys like this better. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. You get them in, I mean, the cord comes in different colors, right? The one I'm looking at you have is bluish. Yeah. I don't know, maybe a pink one? <laughs> lady, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. But, you know, what I was going to say is it, it, these are perfect, because I've taken this one on uh, several pilgrimages. These are great pilgrimage cords, because or rosaries. They're tough. They are. They're tough. And like you said, it, it, when you're going through the rosary, it, you can put the bead in its place, and you won't lose your place. Right. These are perfect for pilgrim. Have you been on a pilgrimage with this at all, Joe? Uh, well, no, it's been a while since I've been on a pilgrimage. Take- so one of, one of these days, I hope to uh, be able to go on one. Well, God willing, you and I will run into each other on one of these things. Yeah, right. one day. We'll, huh. throw, we'll pull out our, our, our rosaries, our tough, strong paracord rosaries. Mine's a military boot lace but still it's strong and we will yep. uh, say well i'll be honored to say the rosary right next to you my friend joe sales joe sales.wordpress.com is his blog if you want to know about this the uh, rosaries here or anything i love it you know being catholic striving for holiness in life faith and everything in between joe have a great day buddy thanks for being on with us here thanks on a lot, guys. Radio. take care
Yep. Joe Sales. Check out his blog. Well, we're going to take a break and get back with Stephen Cox, who will bring us news of the day going into the weekend. And don't forget, church and state up later on today with Stephen at what times? 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 6.30 p.m., and 10 p.m. today. A cuckoo song still to come. Fulton Friday today, so we've got Fulton Sheen coming up. Bishop Fulton Sheen will talk about prayer and meditation next here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, where we are. Living our traditional Catholic faith. Welcome back to your morning tradition with Mike and Lisa Austin here on your wake-up call. That's pretty good. A little traditional Catholic wake-up call. That's right. How about that? It's a lot better than the blaring music, I would think. I would hope. Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, and your morning tradition where we are. Living our faith. I like when you whisper like that. It's cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to get over here and uh, take care of this little segment we call Fulton Friday today. Bishop Fulton Sheen. Of course, you can find uh, Fulton Sheen on YouTube. You find it if you just Google it. Uh, there are Fulton Sheen segments everywhere. We happen to team up with folks at keep, keepthefaith.org, uh, where you can find literally, I mean, just a plethora of Bishop Fulton Sheen talks. And what's nice is they have them all categorized. So you can find them easily. It's not all they carry. We spotlight a lot of their material. Keepthefaith.org. And so now we bring you our Fulton Friday segment on prayer and meditation with Bishop Fulton Sheen. We all pray. But one of the basic defects of prayer is that it is generally only in time of need. And very often in time of material need. Are we really seeking to love God, or are we just solely asking for favors? Do we love his hand, or do we love the pennies in his hand? I had a friend of mine who told me a story that when he was a boy, they had in their home a very expensive Ming vase. It was worth several hundred dollars. And one day he got his hand into this expensive Ming vase and he couldn't get it out. The parents did everything they could to extract his hand. But to no avail. The only way they could get it out was to break this expensive vase. I should call it a vase. If it's inexpensive, it's a vase. If it is expensive, it is a vase. So the only thing that they could do was to break the expensive vase. And what do you think they found in the boy's hand? A penny. He had seen a penny in the bottom of the vase, and so he clung on to that, and he wouldn't let it go. The result was that this expensive ornament had to be sacrificed for his love of the penny. And very often we miss a deeper personal relationship with God. 
Simply because our prayers are on the basis of asking for something, wanting something. Now, I'm not saying there should not be prayers of petition, because there are petitions in the Our Father. But I'm rather speaking of that condition which possesses our soul, wherein prayer is not a union with God, but rather a kind of wishing for material things. We are dealing with an infinite mind. And we do not understand God's ways any more than a mouse that is nibbling away at keys understands why a skilled pianist should sit down at the piano and disturb his eating the keys. The, the little brain of the mouse cannot understand the mind of a skilled musician. We are not able to understand the ways of God. But there is nothing that we ever bring to him in prayer that does not bring great results, particularly when it is for others. This is an interesting thing. That there are two kinds of prayers that are generally answered. Prayers for others and prayers in which you ask for some kind of trial in order to save a soul. If you think prayers are not answered, let me give you a test. Don't do it rashly, believe me. You just ask Almighty God to send you sufficient trials to purchase the soul. And that prayer will be answered so quickly, you'll be overwhelmed. I'm not recommending it. I'm only using it as an argument for prayer. I did it once. Now that I said it, you're curious, aren't you? So I shall tell you what it is. I was visiting Lourdes, and I was to catch a nine o'clock train back to Paris. And Paris is about nine or ten hours on the train from Lourdes. I went down to the grotto about half past seven to say goodbye to Our Lady. And as I was kneeling there, I said to Our Lady, I want you to send me sufficient trials or sufferings to save a soul. That was all. I had to hurry back to my hotel. I ran up first flight of stairs, and somebody was following me. Second floor, footsteps. Third floor, someone following. I ran down the corridor to my room, footsteps behind me. I stopped. It was a young girl, about 21. I said, are you following me? She said, yes. I said, why? She said, I don't know. I have many idea. I just saw you this afternoon in procession, and I wanted to talk to you. Are you here on pilgrimage? No, she said, I'm an atheist. Oh, I said, you're not an atheist. 
You probably have been leading an evil life, and so you've given up the good Lord because he embarrasses you. And I said, did you come alone? No, she said, I came with a group of 60 atheists from Holland. Where are the other 59? Well, they went on an excursion to the Pyrenees. And I just stayed here. Incidentally, the bus ran off the bridge and all 59 were killed. But we didn't know it at that time. And I said to her, I think you're my trouble. I asked for trouble and I think you're going to be my thorn. So I'm going to stay in Lourdes until I get you back again in the church. Well, it took three days. So I got her back in the church. Then I started for Paris. Then the trouble started. I was put off the train about every 50 miles. They said there was something wrong with my ticket. I couldn't find a place to eat. No place to sleep. It took me three days and three nights to get back to Paris. I never had such a hard trip in all my life. So if you think prayers are not answered, just try it sometime, and it will happen. But now we must not talk just about difficulties, about difficulties concerning prayer, but how to pray. There are three kinds of prayer. There's lip prayer, head prayer, and heart prayer. Lip prayer. That's vocal prayer. That's the kind we know by heart. That is the kind we say together or read out of a prayer book. I'm not going to say very much about these prayers except to say that just the words themselves without the attention of the mind are generally not real prayers. So we pass now beyond the vocal prayer to the head prayer. Head prayer is meditation. Now this is something that you should learn to do. Do not think that the meditation is just for priests and nuns. As a matter of fact, priests and nuns are giving it up, so you better get back to it. <laughs> you, you laity have to save us, so get busy. Meditation, first of all, requires silence. The world is too much with us, late and soon. We're surrounded by noise. Now, a very simple way to meditate would be just to pick up the New Testament. So when you go home, look for the Bible. It's on the top shelf on the left-hand side. And when you take it down, knock the dust off it, and then pick up particularly the New Testament and start with an easy gospel like Mark and just read a passage and then begin to think about it. And then when you run out of thoughts, then you go back again to scripture. Now, it takes a long time to meditate. When we meditate with our head, 
and particularly on Scripture, it takes a while. And then the meaning of Scripture begins to be clear to us. Christ makes himself more evident to us. And at the end, we are reluctant to leave him. So give yourself silence. You can all afford 15 minutes a day in silence. And talk to our Lord. Do not do all the talking in prayer. Listen. And in silence, God will speak to you. Which brings me to, from the lip to the head prayer meditation, to the heart prayer. The heart prayer is love. Words are not so much used, but there's a continuous sense of the presence of God. So what we have to do then in heart prayer is to carry the atmosphere of God with us. Just as the earth in the revolution about the sun carries its own atmosphere with it, otherwise we would freeze to death. We carry the atmosphere of Christ with us continually. This is really what prayer is. And then it finally, finally works itself out in action. So we come now to a prayer of action. Now you're busy, you have office work, you have homework to do, your mothers and fathers, whatever be your duty in life, that can be a prayer. It does not make any difference what we are doing. What makes the difference is what we are thinking about. Why should he who is on the stage, who plays the part of a king, glory in his tinsel crown and tin sword, and believe that he's better than the one who plays the part of a peasant? When the curtain goes down, they will not be asked what role they played, but how well they played the role that was assigned to them. So my good people, begin a new prayer life. Meditate. Fall in love with the good Lord and you'll be happy regardless of what happens. That's all prayer is. Being in love. In love with the love that leaves all other love a pain. The love we fall just short of in all love. God love you. The very comforting words of Bishop Fulton Sheen. That's good. We are uh, going to take a break and come back and, and uh, finish up your Friday morning. If you're listening to us in the afternoon, we'll finish up your Friday afternoon, of course. Uh, join us today throughout your day for church and state conversion stories tonight and if you're hearing this around noon central time it's coming up too how about that Magnificat Radio MagnificatMedia.com coming up craziness in the world and it's cuckoo that's why we have the cuckoo song for Friday all here next on your morning tradition where we are living our faith good morning and welcome back to the final segment here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com, your morning tradition, where we are... Living our faith. Into, uh, into the weekend together. <laughs> Will the Chicago Cubs be going to the World Series? Who knows? At this recording, we don't know. 
but maybe we do in real life. I don't know. It's hard to keep things straight. But um. hey, if anybody was paying attention a while back here, about I don't know, twenty minutes ago. Oh or so, yeah, when we were talking about gave, Stephen Cox. I gave the wrong times for church and state. The best thing to do is just leave us on in the background because the music will play and stuff, and then a show will come up. And you're like, oh, I should listen to that. Just do that. You'll be fine. You won't miss anything. So Church and State is on today at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. today. All right. Lisa, it's a cuckoo world out there. <clears throat> I know. Some of us would say the world out there is a cesspool. Outside of your traditional Catholic faith, take comfort, my friends, that you have found that cushy... You know those beds that the dogs curl up in? They're so cushiony and nice with the with the sheepskin on it and stuff. Yeah. That's what we're like. <laughs> Just curl up with us right here. Uh, so out there in the world, it's nutty. You know, at the end of November, we will begin Advent. Yes. The world wants you to think, you know, uh, well, well, the world doesn't even say the word Advent. The world has already started putting Christmas trees in stores right next to Thanksgiving and then right next to the Halloween stuff. Yes, actually, I just saw that. Yes. So how long, we shouldn't be shocked, but how long would it be before the dividers, the actual aisle dividers in the store, really start to go away? Because when they close the doors at night and they lock the doors of the store, do you know what happens? All of those decorations get out and start mingling. (laughs) They come alive? Yes, and they start talking to each other, and they start going... Hey, you're all red and green. What are you? We're secular Christmas decorations. What are you? We're pagan Halloween decorations. Wow, what do you say we get together? And guess what? It's happening. Now, you see people with Halloween lights out all the time, just like Christmas lights. Uh, yeah. That was just the beginning. I bring you this. The cuckoo song coming up, by the way. It appears that Halloween trees are making their debut. These are actual Christmas trees decorated with Halloween stuff. Little pumpkin lights. No. Yeah. Instead of an angel atop the tree, there'll be a, a skeleton up there. No. They're happening. Uh, <sighs> yeah. That's it, shocking. Yeah. People are decorating... Halloween trees. And then apparently what they'll do is, as soon as they get, I don't know, would it be a Thanksgiving tree then? They just leave a tree up all year long? I don't know. Here's an example right here. Oh, uh, atop the tree on this one, they have, okay, it's decorated with skeleton stuff, skeleton lights, and then atop the tree is a witch's hat. A a, witch's hat. I don't know. What is that? Looks like a top hat to me. Okay, maybe a top hat. Like a magic hat. Oh, okay. But still. And instead of of garland, instead of garland on the tree, look what they have. Spider web. Fake spider webs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is happening out there. This is the devil getting his tail into this, too. And everybody thinks it's cute. It's so cute. cute. Look how cute that is. I got my Halloween tree. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That makes me sick. It's it's It pulls your mind, your thoughts, your heart, pulls it away from God directly into hell. It oh. does. It does. It's like Father said to us, even even sometimes you think, hey, texting, you know, it's an easy, quick way to, you know, I don't text when I drive. I don't yeah. text when I... Father 
uh, brought it up to me once. He said, "You know when you're texting, where do you where do you have to look? You're looking down. down. So we should be looking up. We, we are be looking up. We look down too much, and yeah. um, and yeah, the devil gets his hands into everything. It looks like he's like full force. And why do you think that would be? Because his time is short. Yeah, his time is short. It's running out." And like we've been saying before, every day we should have been preparing for um, our death. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's just it becomes a reality that you really need to start living a prayerful life, living your faith, going to mass as much as you can, praying your rosary. You know, today, too, this this month, the month that we're in of October, it's the month of the Holy Rosary. And, you know, we had that great interview with uh, Joe Sales about yeah. the rosary and mm-hmm. having really nice, sturdy rosaries. That's our weapon. And, in For- fact, his his blog has a picture of his rosary, and there's a sign on it that says, this is my weapon. It is. That's our weapon. And wearing our brown scapulars uh, to keep – that that's helping us to keep the divisions where they need to stay. And we're not going to get wrapped up in all this nonsense of isn't this cute? Is it's a it's a Halloween Christmas tree? Come Imagine on. without all the prayers that are said, how far down the line we'd be, how far away we'd be. If this is where things are with 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 prayer, granted, there's not enough. As Bishop Sheen was talking, prayer and meditation, we don't do that enough. We don't do it faithfully enough. But if we had more, but even for with what we have. Holding back whatever, you know, holding back the hand of. Well, and giving us giving us that light of faith, you know, where we're supposed to we're praying our rosaries and stuff and right. your meditations and a prayerful life that keeps us focused on where we're supposed to be. This is not our home. No, this world no, is not no, our no, home. No, 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 no. Heaven is our home. And hopefully and if we're all living it the right way. Let's be clear. I'm not making this about a Christmas tree. This isn't about a tree. You could have perfectly fine Christmas without a Christmas tree. It would be a weird feeling, but it's been done. Holy Family didn't have a Christmas tree. They had our Lord. If you have your if you have your 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 manger scene or or even without that, if let's say you can't afford any of that and you have a very uh, prayerful penitential Advent season. You don't need the tree. It's but it's that culture that we've lost as well. Catholic culture. Yes. That we, we've talked about here so much. We need it to come back, and it starts with you. And it's perverse to take a Christmas tree and stick Halloween decorations on it. I'm sorry. It's just, I know it's just a tree, but this is this is a nod toward. Satanism, paganism. uh... And the way to counteract that, too, is not to get mad and angry if somebody does have it, but maybe have compassion, have some some sympathy and and try to uh, teach them a different way that why is that wrong? I mean, a lot of people will say, and then they want you to go along and say, yeah, yeah, that's great, isn't it? Oh, ha, 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 laugh. We're, we're celebrating. Woo, let's celebrate. Right. And yeah. No, I'm sorry, I can't. And Well, why not? And this is where you can tell what's right, what's wrong. And you plant that seed. Hopefully. That's 
planting our seed and, and trying to have compassion on people and charity, charity towards our neighbor. Um, well, all so, I have wow. to say, Lisa, is things out there are pretty cuckoo. Mike and Lisa Austin here on Magnificat Radio, MagnificatMedia.com. This is your morning tradition. We thank you for being part of our day and letting us be a part of yours. And don't forget, today you can still start that novena to Christ the King that starts today. Wonderful. Yeah. Church and state later, at least to those times. 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. today. Go boldly, right? Yes. And do what? God bless you, everyone. I usually say be good examples. Oh, and be good examples. 